Stay after the credits for a trailer for Afflicted. Ehlers' choice is not suitable for our listeners. Full content warnings may be found in the show notes. Listener discretion is advised. We are the fisher folk of Eskma. For generations, we have made our living from the sea and from the great eels that roam us. But the deeps are dark and full of secrets, and the ocean never gives back what it takes unchanged. took your time. <laughs> Prin? What are you doing here? Would you believe I've been given leave to visit you? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, you're right. The most precious and beloved sister who knows me so well, though it pains me you have no trust in my word. I never went to that school at all. Imagine me, Princeps White Chanter III, scion of the great house of White Chanter, going to business school. The shame, the ignominy of it all. Except you couldn't sing an eel bone into shape unless someone threatened you with a knife. It's a good thing I have this handy sister to carry on the noble family traditions, isn't it? Look, they already separated us once to send you to that special school so you could learn to get around better. And that's fine, I guess. You made all those friends and came back so confident. I was so proud of you. Your school wasn't fun? Usually you find someone to act up with. It was deadly boring is what it was. I couldn't stand another term of figures and market forces and teachers telling me to focus and be sensible and just be... Less... I had a few friends, certainly. People enjoy my antics, but nobody to speak of. I'm not going back. All right. I admit, I'm glad you are here. I missed you so much. I kept thinking about all the things we've got up to, the things I want to show you. But they'll notice. Someone will write from the school when you never show up. Uh, I'll be long gone by the time they do. I've decided to run away to sea. I know it won't be like the adventure books. It'll be hard work, but I'm sure it'll be exciting. I've just come by to make sure you're settling in all right, and then I'll be off. (laughs) That does sound exciting. Utterly stupid. But I've got to admit, exciting. Quick, get under this bush with me so we can talk. Don't worry, you're the first one who's come this way. I've seen nobody else at all. What have you been doing all this time? Oh, all sorts. I came in two days ago. I changed trains in the city and came here instead of to school. It was easy. 
got myself some clothes from a local shop so I could blend in. I've been all around town in the docks. I got in a fight in a bar. What was it called? The Gleaming Eel. I went in to get a drink the evening after I got here, and somebody started a fight with a gang of locals. By the sound of it, people from up the river don't always get on with the people from the town. Are you alright? Oh, yeah, I was fine. I weighed in on the townsfolk's side, and, well, you know I'm pretty fast and good at reading people. You only have to watch carefully, and you can run rings around most folk. Humble as ever. Thank you. I do sometimes feel like I undersell myself. Anyway, I helped the townsfolk see off their adversaries with only a few cuts and scrapes. I think they must have thought I was somebody's cousin or something because they insisted on me coming back to theirs for a few more drinks and a sing-song. We were up till some silly hour of the morning before I fell asleep on... someone, I think. My head was bad the next morning, so I slipped out when I got up to get something greasy to eat. Would you believe all I could find was fish? I would believe that, yes. We are by the sea, Prin. Not what you want with a stinking hangover when everything makes you want to retch. Anyway, I finally found somewhere that sold good old egg and sausage in a bun. Ate that and headed to the docks to see what happens down there. I was hoping I'd see an ailing ship come in. Do you remember how our dear grandmama used to tell us about watching the Ealing ships while she was studying here? Yes. I was going to ask someone to take me down to the docks. Well, now I'm here. I can take you. Before you run away to sea. Or after, when I return to port with a fine cargo to set myself up as a sea captain. Show me around the scrim chantry first, though. We'll have to be careful. Someone might spot you're not a novice. That would not be good at all. We'll wait until it's late enough that everyone's gone to bed then. In the meantime, I can tell you what I've been up to. I saw them weaving nets out of eel skin down at the docks. Ah, grandmother's books say they use eel skin to catch eels because they don't notice it when they swim into the nets. They think the eel skin smells right to them. Well, I've seen it now. It's rough, like shark skin, so the weft and warp clings together. There are driftwood frames all along the beach the netters use as looms to drape their work over. The loose weave is secured in place with a waxed hemp cord, and then the whole thing is sewn and tied in bags, and hooks and barbs are stitching into the structure of it. Just as I was beginning to tire of watching the weavers, a ship was sighted on the horizon, and people flocked to the docks to see who was coming in. That's where the consternation started, because what should have been coming in was two ships, not the one. Or so I gathered from the talk I could hear. The other boat had been lost. The ship that came in was battered, 
One of its sails was torn at the bottom, and as it came close, I saw there was a great gash in the side that had been shored up with whatever could be found. The ship limped into port, guided by a smaller boat, and was quickly surrounded by people helping. It seemed they had managed to catch an eel, because I saw a carcass brought off the ship in a net, along with a pile of other sea creatures, seaweed, and other bits and pieces. The dock workers quickly set about stripping it, and presently other folks came to help with knives, and a few with carts who began to haul the remaining parts away. I think I vaguely recognized one of the cart haulers, the bigger one, from last night's drinking. Whilst everyone was busy, the captain and one of the sailors got into an altercation of some kind. Now this was interesting, but everyone else didn't seem to want to be seen watching, pretending to be very engrossed in whatever horrible task they were doing. You belay that talk, Carrick Boater! I know what I see. I seen it with my own eyes, and so did the rest of us. So did you. It was ailed by catch. Ailed by catch, I swear it on my mother's grave. If you have an ounce of common sense, you'll stop your staring. What if I don't have an ounce of common sense? Then there's no hope for you. And I commend you to the grace of Un, the Bone Weaver, and anyone else who happens to be listening. And who might you be, gentle stranger, to have such a care for my soul and welfare? I... Hang on, let me get this mask off. I am Spartina Sawbones. As you may be able to tell by my fetching protective outfit of black oilskins, I'm the local medical practitioner. I look after the health of these Eelers on behalf of the town council, and also the health of any stray out-of-towners who look like they might be about to get themselves into trouble by saying something ill-advised or being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Ah, Princeps White Chanter III, delighted to make your acquaintance. Tell me, Spartina Sawbones, who is this Eel... I would not say that name, Princeps White Chanter III, anywhere these good people can hear you, with or without an ounce of sense. I, uh, see that you seem to have been injured recently. Might I prevail upon you to pop into my surgery across the road for a bit of a checkup? A mere scratch. A small altercation in a local hostelry. Perhaps if I draw your attention to the burly person to our right, who seems very intent on glaring at you with suspicion in their eyes, you might be more inclined to accept my gracious offer. Yes, that is indeed a very burly person. I do in fact feel very inclined to accept your good offices, my dear Sawbones. I followed the Sawbones to the surgery, which was up several flights of stairs in a building just down the road from the docks. Inside there were tables and wheeled trolleys and cabinets with disconcerting instruments, Everything seemed very freshly scrubbed. On the bench by the window was a curious contraption of brass and glass. And there was a desk covered with notes and copies of the city medical journal, and also, curiously, a sheaf of sketches of nautically associated designs. Anchors and fish and birds. Sit yourself down here, and let's have a look at you. Ding! 
and the infection will cause you greater discomfort, I assure you. You'll need to keep these wounds as clean as possible. If you notice any pus leaking or reddening of the area, you come back to me for something stronger, yeah? Oh, they are healing nicely, though. Yeah. Would you like a hot drink? Please. I still have a bit of a headache from last night's exertions. Ah. A Tissane willow bark will help with that. And while that boils, I'll answer any of those burning questions you clearly have. What's that folder of pictures on your desk for? Ah, I tattoo and pierce as a sideline. Partly for the artistic outlets, mostly because I'd prefer the sailors come to me rather than have it done in some grubby back alley. Pigs and cockles to prevent drowning, swallows for luck, an eel for their first catch. <gasps> Will you tattoo me? How old are you? Old enough. Then no. I don't want some angry parents of yours knocking on my door. That's fair. What happened to the other ship? Ah, the frolic. Went down with most of its hands. I attended to a few survivors the apparently very accurately named Fortune managed to rescue. A broken arm, some cuts and bruises. A few more who just needed a gentle word and warming up. What happened to sink it? I'm afraid I don't know. Genuinely. They didn't say, and if they weren't volunteering the information, I was not going to pry. Accidents happen at sea. Storms, dangerous currents, loose eels. I have a certain amount of trust with these people, my young friend, and I maintain that by being the sort of person they can rely on to keep my mouth shut when it's appropriate. Oh. But if I were to speculate, then I would speculate that something happened to the frolic that has very much put the wind up everyone. Elm bycatch. Ailed bycatch. What is it? A fairy story. A cautionary tale. Tie your knots properly, don't go out when the weather's about to turn, treat your tree with kindness, or ailed bycatch will grab your nets and drag you down to the depths. Some say it's a child of Un who offended her and was cast out of a favour. Some say it's the spirit of things caught and thrown away, tangled in nets and discarded. Creatures that died for nothing. Purportedly, it smells like old fish and low tide, and looks like a mound of matted nets writhing with the struggles of the things inside. Fish and dolphins and turtles and birds. It's bad luck to call it by its name. That's why I know Carrick Boater was in such a bad way. They call it old fisher folk, way of the seas, rot cousin. And that's what sank the frolic? Now, before I answer, Miss White Chanter, I want you to know my deep respect for the people of Eskimoth. I will not hear any scoffing from you. But, these are very superstitious folk. With a life so precarious, sailors often are. The Fortune's captain suspects what happened was a net full of fish got caught on a rudder or something of that ilk, and the panicked McSpota saw what their superstition showed them. Or so the captain told me. But I don't know if they believed it themselves. I think these sailors saw something that frightened them greatly. Which does not surprise me, the sea's a strange place. Can we ever truly know what's down there? There are huge whales, giant squid with arms as long as a street. So no, 
As a rational person, I don't think it was a sea spirit. But perhaps some other creature capable of sinking a ship. How fascinating! By un see to it you do not say anything like that in front of those who've lost shipmates and family. I'm sorry. You're right. I should be respectful. I'll say a prayer for the lost later. Pray if you mean it. I do. Now, has your curiosity been assuaged, or would you like to see some more interesting things before you return back to the tender care of whatever family or tutor is no doubt frantically missing you? More interesting things, please. Very well. Come with me. I could use a second opinion on something from a bright, young, educated city mind. Do you see this fine contraption here? It's very expensive, so try not to fiddle with anything on it, but you can look down the eyepiece. What do you see? Uh, some black blobs with lots of little black dots inside them. And this one? Different blobs with lots of little black dots inside them. And this one. Mm, looks like the roots of a plant when you dig it up. More little black dots all through the roots. The first one is a sample of a very sick fish caught locally. The next one is a sample from a worker who I cared for before they died. A worker in the rotting pits just down the beach where they dispose of the eel carcasses. The third is the preserved hyphae of eel bone polypore. They all have the same black structures in them, but samples I have from fish from far down the coast do not. What conclusion would you draw from that? This black stuff gets into flesh or fungus and stays there. Yes. I wonder if it is the source of a lot of problems, or a sign of them. I need more samples though, and it's difficult to collect them without talking to someone about my theories, which are potentially very upsetting. It's not like we don't know the eel flesh is noxious, mind you. This is something else. Theories? More like an entirely untested hypothesis, really. Before we started using eel bone, there's no record of eel bone polypore. I've been wondering if the fungus has been changed somehow. Or if it began in the rotting pits and spread from there. Sounds groundbreaking. You should write a paper for the... Uh, what's that on your desk? City Medical Journal. No. Potentially very upsetting, I said. To a lot of people. If you think it's important, you should do it anyway. <sighs> Perhaps you're right. I shall consider how best to go about it. Now, hopefully I've been enough of a diversion for you. But I do have work to be doing. If I were you, I would stay away from the docks for the time being. And frankly, I would prefer that you hurried back to whomever you have temporarily escaped from. The Scrim Chantry, I assume. What? Princip's White Chanter? Little obvious, isn't it? We may be a provincial around here, but we do know the name of the Scrim Chanter Laureate. <laughs> you think, no, I think I'm... Could you have a look at this sample of Eelbone? No! Oh. Uh. I don't... We're not supposed to handle that until we're properly trained. You're right, Sawbones. I should go. I'm sorry to have trespassed on your time for so long. Oh, well, you'd be welcome back here for a visit in the future, provided you had official sanction. I'm usually around here at the docks somewhere. I will. Thank you. Good luck in your studies.
and then I went and bought some food, skipped some stones on the beach. I ran into my friends from the night before and had some fun around the town again. All the bits the respectable visitors don't get to see. (laughs) We stayed out until dawn. Japes, I'll have to see them again before I leave. Then I came looking for you. When did you actually get here? I arrived late last night. Ah, I thought it was going to be today. I've waited for you for hours. I knew you'd want to get out of there and explore sooner or later, though. I know what you're like. So it still hurts to touch Ilbone, then? Yes. It's even louder these days. Even being near it isn't fun. It screams in my head. Everything else sings quietly, but that stuff is horrible. Hmm. Are you sure you want to go into this scrim chantry, then? There's a lot of it in there. And on there and near there. I'll stay away from the walls. And maybe some of the floors and ceilings. I still want to see what it's like inside. At least once. Let's get out of this bush, then. people will be there. I could show you the great hall. Oh, no, there's a lot of ill in there, too. Where does this door go? This is the one that goes to the cellar. It's locked ever since someone got left down there when a prank went wrong. I already tried to get in earlier when nobody was around. No luck. Hmm, locked cellars, you say? Excuse me one moment. you to do that. I make friends easily. They teach me things. Everyone expects this door to be locked, so nobody will look for us here. Come on! Close the door behind you! It's so dark down here. You're probably better off than me. What's that smell? What smell? Like... Mushrooms. Mysterious. Can you follow it? You know, like a bloodhound? Woof! Woof! Take my arm, I'll lead you. You? Leading me? Oh, how the tables have turned. That's not right. It feels like moss. Uh, something woodlandish. That smell is very strong. <gasps> By the bone weaver. What can you see? It's like a carpet. Of what? Holly. It's polypore. 
everywhere. This cellar is riddled with it, in the walls, the ceilings. You sure? Oh no, my, my stick, it will rot. I... <laughs> it's probably all right. Grandmother made me learn what it looks like. We have to warn them. We have to warn the Scrim Chanters. And what makes you think, Miss White Chanter, that I don't know everything that goes on within the walls of my Scrim Chantry? Principal Adept, you knew? Why didn't you do something about it? I should have thought that would be obvious. Imagine the shame, the embarrassment if anyone were to find out that greatest scrim chantry in the country was riddled with polypore. Now, I'm afraid I can't let you and your sister, I presume? The two of you do so favor your grandparents. I can't let you leave here. You will have to have gone missing. How sad. The poor blind student wandered off and was never seen again. A shame, so promising and from such a good family. Your friend Aderin has already been looking for you, you know. Luckily for me, they came to me first. Hey, Mary. Do you remember that time when we were ten and we were playing by the stream and those village children decided to give us trouble for being the fancy rich kids from up at the big house? I remember. Please, Principal Adept. We won't tell anyone, we promise. Oh, don't cry. It will just make it more difficult. Get your hands off me. I don't want to die. The bone weavers. Here's my hand. Come on. Polly, my Polly, 
Yellow's Choice was created by Lou Sutcliffe and Daisy McNamara. Princeps White Chanter III was played by Caroline Arguela. Mary White Chanter was played by Tanya Milovic. Spartina Sawbones was played by Interiority. Principal Adept Gwilym Wivethlin was played by Faye Roberts. Pijo Flensery was played by Binar. With additional voices by Tom Neer, Wyatt West, Diego Herrera, J.E. Haywood, and Meg Malartoon. Her writer, composer, and sound designer was Lou Sutler. Our producer and dialogue editor was Daisy McNamara. Script editing was by Kale Brown and Pacific Esobadiah. Our sensitivity consultant was Sarah Clark. Our theme for this episode, Polly, was written by Lou Sutcliffe. The Anguilliform chorus was Ray Lundberg, Derek Valen, Daisy McNamara, Elijah Harper, Diego Herrera, Kale Brown, and Lou Sutcliffe. Thank you for all of your support. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review and tell your friends. You can find us on our socials at Eli's Choice. Social media and our website can be found in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and we will see you in two weeks. Hey, it's Daisy here, Yellow showrunner, letting you know about a show called Afflicted. Afflicted is a full-cast horror thriller audio drama best described as Lovecraft Country meets True Blood. It's written by Tony Ransom, winner of the World Fantasy Award and the Ignite Best Fiction Podcast Award, and sound designed by Hugo-nominated Jen Zink. Each season presents new characters and a new storyline, but they all explore a mysterious book bound in human flesh that is inhabited by a demonic entity. As you may have noticed from this show, we love stories about folk magic, and Afflicted features an African-American folk magic called Hoodoo, the creators wanting to share this important aspect of Black American culture. Afflicted boasts a highly diverse cast and crew. Their lead roles are all Black and or queer. They also have several trans characters, non-binary characters, characters with disabilities, and neurodivergent characters. You can find more information at afflictedaudio.com listen. Now for the trailer. From the team behind the award-winning best fiction horror podcast, Nightlight. A new audio drama that brings the southern folklore of True Blood and the cosmic horror of Lovecraft Country to your ears. You don't hear that, do you? Afflicted is a tale of hoodoo, a demonic book bound in human flesh, and natural disasters that are anything but natural. Which grave did you get the dirt from? Which grave? (laughs) Afflicted, a horror thriller audio drama. Coming this Halloween, thanks to our Indiegogo supporters. Subscribe now to get notified the moment the first episode drops. It's It's happening. happening.